You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings once again, beloved. In the matchless name of King Jesus, I hope this podcast ministry finds you resting in Christ alone, trusting, hoping in Christ alone, worshiping our great God and King. Well, it's that time. It is that time that we begin the landing process of this long flight that we've been on through, this long journey through the abstract of principles. We are coming down to the wire here as we are getting ready to um, arrive at the last two uh, sections of the abstract of principles. And as such, um, this will be the last of this, uh, the last two podcasts of uh, this series as well. Prayerfully, this will not be the last podcast. <laughs> but I want to bring these last two uh, kind of as a two part. And so the one that I'll be sharing now will be one part, obviously, and the one that I'll be sharing next will be the second part. But they are basically numbers uh, 20 and 19 to the abstract principle. So they round out uh, the end of the abstract. Yes, you heard me correctly. I do not count backwards. Uh, we're going to be covering chapter uh, or section 20 before we're covering section 19. So I'm going to read this to you. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of scripture and talk about Baptist Faith and Message 2000 and kind of compare and contrast this. Okay, so section 20 of the Abstract of Principles from 1858 is called, is titled, The Judgment. And this is what it reads, how it reads. God hath appointed a day wherein he will judge the world by Jesus Christ. When everyone shall receive according to his deeds, the wicked will go into everlasting punishment, the righteous into everlasting life. So God has appointed a day. And he is the judge. He will judge the world by Christ. When everyone shall receive according to his deeds, the wicked shall go into everlasting punishment, the righteous into everlasting life. I want to read to you from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 24, and beginning in verse 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake. for You do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready. Therefore you must also be ready. Verse 44. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And so when we come to this section, and as we discuss the end times, there there is so much doctrine. There is so much that we know about eschatology or the doctrine of end times, and there's so much we don't know. There are all sorts of doctrines out there that people argue for and argue against. There is, when it comes to uh, the tribulation and topics such as that, the millennial reign of Christ, you have people who are pre-trib, post-trib, uh, 
mid-trib, no-trib. Um, and then you have people who are pre-millennial, post-millennial, amillennial, uh, and, and on and on it goes. I, I remember what one pastor said. He said he was he believed in the doctrine of pan-millennialism, and that is that God is sovereign and providential, and we'll trust God uh, ever how things pan out. Uh, so interesting, I guess you might say. But there is this time coming when God will judge the world, and His agent of judgment will be the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that moment, there will be the sending out or the sending off the wicked to eternal punishment, the righteous into everlasting life. Now remember, something very important is the fact that um, our deeds are not those things that focus us onto or into eternity. In other words, those going into everlasting punishment do so because they have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who enter into everlasting life do so because they have accepted Christ as their Savior and Lord, and Christ reigns supreme in their lives. His death, burial, and resurrection has secured their forgiveness, their peace with God, and their eternity. Um, when it comes to the judgment of the wicked, uh, Revelation chapter 21 uh, gives us some, some interesting information about this end-time event, if you would. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And, and, death shall be no more. And, neither shall there be mourning. And, nor crying. And, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Verse 5. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So there we see those into everlasting life. And then those reserved for everlasting punishment, it says, but. As for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, all who are sinfully unrepentant, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. The Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement says this, God in His own time and in His own way will bring the world to its appropriate end. Um, and then uh, we have some some more information. So let me go back and read a little bit more. Um, according to his this promise, Jesus Christ will return personally and visibly in glory to the earth. The dead will be raised and will judge. Christ will judge all men in righteousness. The unrighteous will be consigned to hell, the place of everlasting punishment. The righteous in their resurrected glorified bodies will receive their reward and will dwell forever in heaven with the Lord. What we must understand is that God directs history to its God-ordained conclusion. Those who are saved will experience the rewards of the presence of God, heaven forever, eternal joy, peace, without sorrow, without pain, without sickness, without death. 
For the unsaved, their end will be eternal condemnation, eternal conscience, punishment, and suffering they will experience day in and day out without any reprieve. Uh, Another passage of Scripture that um, I think may be a touch helpful is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, as we consider this subject matter. It says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. And so we are called to encourage one another. We're called to not really struggle or question in this this area, this realm of the judgment, because God is sovereign. Because God does direct history to its God-ordained conclusion. And so though we might understand the time of it, we might not understand the timing of it, we might understand not understand the process by which God does it all. We might understand what it's going to look like or what it's not going to look like. That's okay. That's where faith comes in. We trust God. God's got this. He always has had this. God's got you. He always has. He always will have this. He always will have you as a child of God. And He will not leave you nor forsake you, and He will not lose you. He will not misplace you. And you cannot run and hide from God. God is sovereign, and God is providential. So God has appointed a day wherein He will judge the world by Jesus Christ, when everyone shall receive according to his deeds the wicked, shall go into everlasting punishment, the righteous into everlasting life. I I do want to just bring a caveat real quick. I mentioned to you resurrected glorified bodies, um, and so certainly... At this day, uh, when our souls that are already in the presence of God will be uh, united with these glorified bodies, uh, at that time we will be forever with the Lord, and that that'll be one of our texts that we use uh, that I use the next the next podcast. Um, but also, the dead will receive some sort of body. We're not sure exactly how, what, in some way they will be. Uh, the molecules will be reconstructed in such a way that they will be able to feel pain and suffer forever in the fires of hell without ever being burned up. If that sounds terrible and tragic, it's because it is. Two things. This is doctrine and duty. Here's the duty part. Two things. Number one, rejoice in the God of your salvation. Praise God that you've been rescued from the fires of hell. And then number two, share the gospel in an attempt to rescue others, knowing that we can't save, but God does, and he has mandated that we share the gospel. Folks, I love you. You take care. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. 
and find us online at abch.org.